Welcome to our fourth bonus episode! <laughs> One of two bonus episodes for the month of October. We thank you so much, all of our dear patrons, for being patient with us in September where we had some kerfluffles going on. <laughs> yep. But we oh, yeah. are back in the action seat and we thought what would be better for a bonus episode for the spookiest month of the year but a documentary about a disturbing Christian-themed haunted house. And Brent has more to say about Brent that. Brent is our resident That's expert right. in all things Christianity. <laughs> and Christian haunted houses. Yes, exactly. Okay, so Hell House is a 2001 documentary. It was directed by George Ratliff. The focus of the documentary is, as Dylan said, a Christian-themed haunted house. This film documents the 10th Hell House, held by Cedar Hill Trinity Church. It's an Assembly of God church in Cedar Hill, Texas. So one problem right off the bat with this film is that there isn't a lot of names given. Oh, so good. it makes it kind of difficult to know who is who and who is talking. <laughs> but what I can only assume is the youth pastor of Trinity starts the film by saying this, quote, Wish you didn't have to see the things you're going to see. I wish our culture wasn't the way that it is and that we show the things every day on TV and movies and videos. But what you're going to see in Hell House is a reality check where we <laughs> interpret the images and we really think it's our responsibility as a church to warn our culture like a watchman warning someone of danger. And it's my responsibility and the church's responsibility. And I believe even others responsibility to warn them of the coming danger and what our culture is facing. If I don't do that, then the blood is not only on your hands for your sins, but it's also on my head and my hands for your sins as well. End quote. Wow. So it's basically just a bloodbath. Yeah. Imagine so, blood everywhere. going to a church where you thought it was your responsibility not your privilege, your responsibility to host a haunted house. That is an incredible church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Do you guys have any good memories of uh, going into like paying to go into haunted houses? I have a few. I don't know. I went to Bonnie Springs or Bonnie Screams, which was the Vegas one. When I was a little kid, I was terrified of haunted houses. I do remember yeah, was one that was very dangerous, though. When I was older, I went with some people that I was working with. And at the end of it, a guy like runs at you with a chainsaw Jesus. and there's Jesus. and there's smoke and stuff <laughs> everywhere and it's really hard to see so it's you could easily trip and like really hurt yourself so that was a that was a weird yeah. one that was on uh, Fremont Street that one you need yeah. to you need oh, to really? be working huh. for OSHA making sure all these haunted houses are code compliant so that no one gets hurt <laughs> and i love uh, i i got to say i absolutely love the Disneyland um, haunted mansion that's i got a very soft spot for mm. that thing I, I remember loving that. Absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. You mean Bo you mean the Bohemian Grove? Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. The, the Bohemian Grove. One thing that's really funny is I, when I was a really little kid, um, before I had ever gone to Disneyland and went on to the Haunted Mansion ride, there was a Disney sing-along VHS that had the Haunted Mansion mm -hmm. theme, and it had like Goofy and Donald Duck like dresses ghosts like dancing around the Haunted Mansion and these trees that come to life. And that video scared yeah. the shit out of me when I was a little kid. <laughs> And the hilarious part is if you go onto YouTube and look up that video, it's like unanimous. Yeah. Like almost every single comment on YouTube is when I was a kid, this scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so it was really weird. That's I don't funny know what, you say. I don't know what power that sing along video had, <laughs> but that is weird. You watch it. I watch it now. I think it, this is the least scary thing I've ever seen in my entire life, but there's something about <laughs> it. That reminds me, there was an episode. It was like a Halloween episode from Little House on the Prairie. 
that I watched when I was a kid that used to terrify me. It was like some be it's like a beheaded head like falls down the stairs and I watched it again. I was like, why is this scary? It's like not even remotely scary, but definitely horrifying. All right. Anyway, back to Hell House. So, yeah, speaking of haunted houses, I remember wh- when I was younger, my my parents who met at like the local church at that a hell ended, house? You know, being forced to go to for. Yeah, had a hell house. They had their own hell house way, way before it was a thing, like in the 70s. And they basically, they said they, they like told me all the, the things they did. They did like a guillotine and they had like spaghetti hanging off of it. So it looked like a head was there. And it was just like after, you know, the end times and Jesus comes back, this is what's happening. I was like, oh, that's great. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Ooh. I guess this stuff was going on way back then. Okay. So the documentary starts off with a local news clip of a reporter saying, quote, well, for the, the last 21 days, over 12,000 people have gone through this controversial haunted house. Okay, so now for any of you that have seen the show, The Dark Tourism Show, I don't know if you guys have seen it on Netflix, where David, I think his name is David Ferrier, visits McKamey Manor, where you actually pay someone to literally torture you. And it's oh. uh, not that that oh, kind of I've controversial. Heard, not, I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about those because I heard there was ones where you like literally have to sign pages and pages of forms that like show I consent to being physically abused yes. in this haunted house. They're like the extreme <laughs> version. Wow. Yeah, it's like they drown you for a little yeah. bit and like put bugs all over your eyeballs. Like, yeah, that sounds horrible. It's, it's like the X-rated version of the ghost and Mr. Chicken with Don Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, no, Hell House is controversial because of scenes like this. Uh, the reporter saying a graphic abortion. Ooh. Another reporter says, quote, this is Hell House, home of dramatized gang rapes, Whoa. incurable disease, Whoa. suicide and abortion. The shock of which Trinity Church of Cedar Hill in Texas hopes will disturb young people into giving their lives to God this Halloween. I won't be able to stand you know, the incurable I- disease part, but everything else I think I can probably <laughs> get through. <laughs> yeah, everything else is kosher. Yeah, and I mean, also letting the Holy Ghost inside of you is pretty creepy. So I guess, you know, Halloween is a good time as any to get saved. So. Yeah, you know, also... This the shock it like helps people you know give their lives to God. I also imagine that Hell House would work just as well to get people to join the medical field and the social yeah. work field to help <laughs> you know with all these diseases yeah, right? and abortions and suicides and such. <laughs> Seriously, we need a lot of good people to help with One those would things. Think. All right, so the documentary uh, begins with the Hell House meeting in August. They begin their meeting with singing praise and worship songs and having prayer. The youth pastor says, quote, we believe a soul, a life without Jesus Christ. You may be alive physically on the outside, walking the earth, but, you know, you're going to have to face eternity and you're dead in your sins. So we're titling the theme this year, The Walking Dead. Mm. Okay, so, yeah, the, fir- the first problem I notice here is um, since the show, you know, The Walking Dead has been on TV for what, like three decades now or something, <laughs> um, they may they may want to check with their lawyers first before naming that. That's a good yeah. point. I did do some research and I'm wrong. Oh. Because, because Walking Dead comics started two years after Hell House. So I think these comic book authors actually need to pay up, mm. pay to the ha- the uh, the church, Trinity Church. Yeah, just so. they have to now like their the result of that lawsuit is they have to put in a Hell House advertisement inside every single one of those comics (laughs) yes exactly so then they show a poster for hell house um, which is october 6th 6th and 7th 13th and the 14th 18th 20th and 31st 7 p.m till question mark i guess there's no time when it can end tickets seven dollars wait a minute so not too bad wait so they think that this is vital work to save people's souls (laughs) from hellfire 
and they're still going to charge him? Oh, yeah, it's a twofer. That, you get your money that, and I don't assault. know about that. That seems <laughs> that seems wrong. It does. So now we go to the Hell House brainstorming meeting. Oh, good. Where the pastor asks the Hell House organizers in the meeting, quote, is our youth ministry and even our church driven by fear? Someone faintly answers, no. <laughs> he then rewords the question because that's not the right answer. <laughs> Well, is fear part of it? Absolutely. A part of salvation is being afraid uh, of going to hell. So the youth pastor then breaks out a dry erase board and they start to go over the themes of Hell House this year. They are as follows. Family violence, suicide, abortion, drugs, alcohol, drunkenness, drunks. So that's that's all that's one. That's the evil trinity. So they start brainstorming some more and the youth pastor asks, what new twists can we put on the drunk driving scene or the drug deal scene? <laughs> Let's think out of the box, he says. He tells the filmmaker that they did the Columbine scene in 1999, just, you know, a few years after it actually happened. He said it caused a lot of controversy, which I can imagine. Just a bunch of SJWs (laughs) in Texas, sadly. (sighs) That's true. You're never going to appease them. You might as well just ignore them. One of the organizers pitches an idea for a kid to be in front of a class that is stuttering while kids are laughing at him, and he pulls out a gun and shoots himself in the head. Another organizer seems hesitant with this idea, saying, quote, our society is going to say, oh, it's just the hell house again, trying to produce another hell house issue. The pastor says, quote, I'm OK with that. I like yeah, that. I'm, I like this I'm, pastor. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with the youth pastor and agree with Forrest. I yeah, mean, isn't yeah. that the whole point? These hell house issues, it seems. <laughs> exactly. That's the kind of issues they're right. trying to produce. That's right. Yeah. I'm not going to be censored by China and what they want just to make money. <laughs> Fuck that. So another organizer chimes in saying, quote, Heather talked about homosexuality, dealing with the gay bar and having two girls hitting on each other. The youth pastor interrupts, quote, I really don't want to do that. The way we do it, it's almost bad enough being at a hospital bed for that moment. And some other organizer interrupts. Maybe this is Heather. I'm not sure. Saying, quote, it's getting very, very evident in our culture. I have at least one lesbian couple that comes into, I think she says Sanico every single day. So the youth pastor shuts this shit down by saying, quote, it's the same reason we don't do a boyfriend girlfriend scene. You're just together so much during that time. I just don't want to go there. Wait, what? So I, I, I think I guess I'm not sure, but I guess he's just worried that if you get two dudes acting like they are gay, they may actually become gay. And Hell House would have caused that. Yeah, they will never have that. I also like this, you know, we can reenact family violence, suicide, abortion, drugs, alcohol and all that. And like, we're not concerned if people actually then do these things. But the gay thing, that's just too far. That's how powerful homosexuality (laughs) is. You don't need any of those props. Wow. Okay, so here we are directed to a group of kids in front of a white background describing what they think hell would be like. One says, it would be like people stuck in rivers of lava. One dude says it's your worst fears played out over and over and over again forever. And a nice child wearing a t-shirt with a butterfly on it says, quote, hell is a place of everlasting torment and punishment. Ooh. <laughs> a teenager, <laughs> while annoyingly, so annoyingly, sucking on a piece of hard candy that it would be like, says that it would be like constant agony and burning in and outside of your body while having PTSD flashbacks of all the times you had chances to accept Jesus. <laughs> wow, I really, I really like that last one. That is incredible. Um, secondly, I do have to admit, I think my fiance's idea of hell would be listening to a teenager annoyingly sucking on hard candy for eternity. I think, I think that would oh, be God, yeah. eternal torment for her. Mine would be a room of sandpaper and you're naked. That would be, that'd be my hell. Jesus. Why Jeez. are you giving God ideas? 
Want to hear the rest of this episode? Just become a $5 a month patron at patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary. You'll get a shout out on the show and access to all our monthly bonus episodes. As always, you can find us on Twitter at NDCIO, Instagram at none dare call it ordinary, and email none dare call it ordinary at gmail.com. If you want to learn more about the sources we use on each episode, just head on over to our website, nondarecallitordinary.com. And if you could, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever your podcasts are served. <laughs>